doesn't feel good. But I don't think we were in the proper situation to win a ball game based on uh, the rest of the guys' sleep. Noah Syndergaard was not thrilled with Major League Baseball after a tight turnaround left the Mets bleary-eyed for their home opener. But Pete Alonso wasn't about to sleepwalk through his first game at City Field. Have you found yourself stepping back for a minute and being like, I can't believe this is how it's gone so far? Every, every day, every minute I'm here, I, I still can't believe I'm here. Never change, rookie. Never change. I'm John Chandler, and this is the Sports Final Podcast from Flushing, Queens, where nothing seemed to go the Mets' way in Thursday's home opener. A 4 nothing loss at the hands of the Nationals. And Steven Strasburg, who admittedly was great. He shut the Mets' offense down in six and two-thirds innings. The Mets managed just four hits in the game, and they also struck out 14 times, nine of those at the hands of Strasburg. And it's worth noting, the Mets arrived back at 2.45 in the morning at City Field. So that gave them barely 11 hours turnaround. And really, they had to be at the ballpark a lot earlier than the 1.10 first pitch. So you're talking a couple hours of sleep. Not making excuses, but maybe there's a legitimate reason to make an excuse here. Following a 5-1 and trip to start the season where this Mets team looked energized, they got back to New York late after that 6-4 win in Miami. That was a 6-10 game. They had a 1-10 home opener on Thursday at City Field. Now, the way this works in Major League Baseball, home teams can choose which time their games start. So the Marlins opted for a 6-10 game on Wednesday on what otherwise would have been a getaway day. And it is typical in baseball on a getaway day to play an afternoon game. Now, the Mets could have played their opening day as a night game, They could have gone for a later afternoon game, say 4, 4.10, 4.05. Instead, the Mets did their traditional 1.10 opening day start. Now, you could argue that Major League Baseball should have stepped in and made sure that the Marlins did an early afternoon game to allow the Mets enough time to get out of the park. And that is the argument Noah Syndergaard had. Losing a home opener, does that get under your skin at all? Um, I think so, yeah. I mean, losing doesn't feel good, but I don't think we were in the proper situation to win a ball game based on uh, the rest of the guys' sleep and travel. That's what's under your skin? Yeah, I'd probably get under your skin. Would would you guys have rather played tonight? Uh, Tonight or a day game yesterday. That'd have been nice. Listen, Noah Syndergaard is not wrong here. He brings up some very fair points, and I give him credit for not shying away from it. One additional issue that the Mets encountered is the random drug test that kept them in the park in Miami until 11 at night. They didn't get back to City Field, therefore, until around 2.45 in the morning. It's because Dom Smith had to essentially drink and chug water in order to be able to pee so he could provide the sample for the random drug test. And hey... players and even the manager Mickey Calloway acknowledge that random drug testing is something that has to happen in baseball and any player will tell you well they don't necessarily love it they understand it and it is a part of keeping the game clean that said was it entirely necessary knowing that the Mets had a quick turnaround again I would point back to Major League Baseball and see if we can't just figure this thing out as Brandon Nimmo mentioned we were like well that just really tops things off now I went to Michael Conforto. I asked him about Noah Syndergaard's comments and if he agreed. Sleep is is very important, um, but again, you know, like I just said, I had opportunities. We all had opportunities 
we're going to be accountable for um, you know the jobs that we didn't get done today. Um, doesn't matter what circumstance, you know, sleep or no sleep, you got to show up and be ready to play. So, um, you know, it, it sucked, but uh, it's part of the game. You know, so we got to be prepared for that. And we're all professionals. We're all uh, we've all been through it before. So uh, we're more than capable of showing up on uh, you know a little less rest and, and playing playing uh, better than we did today. Noah had mentioned that he prefer to see maybe a day game yesterday uh, with the turnout today. Do you agree with that? Oh yeah, sure. I mean that would have that would have made things uh, a little bit easier, but uh, it's just uh, you know we we saw the schedule. You know we we knew what was coming, so um, you know we there's no room for excuses in here. You know, I, like he was saying, I I I hate to to use that as an excuse. We're you know we're grown men and we're professionals. We can we can show up and do the job. As good as Strasburg was today. There were moments where it looked like you guys were ready to break through. Did you feel that that was coming, that at any moment you could break through on him? Yeah, you know, I mean, like I was saying earlier, we, we had opportunities. We had guys in scoring position, um, you know, a couple of guys at the bottom of the lineup, Rosie, um, Wilson in the in the sixth or in the fifth spot, um, you know, a couple of good ABs and uh, getting guys on base. Uh, Nimmo with a, um, you know, a couple of good ABs and, uh, we just couldn't capitalize, and we just couldn't uh, take advantage of the mistakes that were there. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll go home tomorrow, get some rest, um, show up on Saturday ready to go. Mickey was talking about how everyone has kind of bought in and is picking guys up, you know, even when guys aren't having. I mean, that's kind of crucial to any kind of success. Have you noticed that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's just kind of the team. The way this team was, was built is, is to have a deep lineup, um, there's really no break, you know, no matter who we have out there. It's, it's just, uh, you know, it's a group of guys that, that love the game um, and play the game well and, and can do a lot of things, uh, you know, with the bat, spray the ball all over the field. And, um, and certainly the, the uh, approach that Chili and, and Mickey are, are preaching, um, I think it's taken hold a little bit. So um, we're just going to, you know, try to continue to keep doing those things that, that keep us successful. And, um, hopefully win a lot more games. You had a hot start last year, too. Is there anything that you can sense that was different this time around? I know you weren't <clears throat> with the team at the beginning. Yeah, but. yeah. I missed the first half of that. So, you know, from afar, it, it, it seems similar. Um, yeah. You know, I think um, there's always a lot of energy early in the season. And, uh, you know, so I think we have a lot of guys in here that understand um, how long the season is, mm. how important it is to show up every day with the same intensity and so uh you know we're happy with how we start but uh but the idea is to is to sustain that level of success throughout the year um you know kind of ride out those lows and and not to get get too high when we're when we're playing well um just stay right in the, right in the middle stay neutral and and um you know that's, that's how we're going to have the, the most success. Home opener has always been a special thing, no matter what level of baseball you're at. Has it changed for you over the years, that, that feeling uh, of excitement? No, you know, I, I actually was talking to Robbie, and he said his first opening day was in 2006, and, and he still gets butterflies. And then it's just one of those things that never gets old. Um, and I've, I've tried to tell, explain as best I can to, you know, Pete, uh, Jeff, Yorme, you know, the guys that haven't had that, that opening day, that home opener. Um, and you just can't explain it. I mean, they, you know, you just have to go out there and experience it. And, and um, you know, but once once the first pitch is thrown, all the butterflies go away and it's just baseball again. But um, but everything leading up to it is pretty special. 
Yeah, look, Conforto is not wrong here either. I mean, Noah Syndergaard brings up fair points. Michael Conforto, understandably, wants to move the team in the direction of not making excuses because some may think it's a bad look for the Mets to publicly make excuses. I would argue that somebody needs to say something in order for things to change with Major League Baseball, and I give Syndergaard credit for having the courage to do that. But also, Conforto is right. Move the team in the right direction. Let's not dwell on this because it is, at the end of the day, one game. And Robbie Cano, as we were leaving the locker room, pointed out, hey, it's a long season, and you can't get hung up on the results of this one game. It was one game that Pete Alonso was super excited to play. I will tell you that. I want to go back to Alonzo before the Mets opener because I think his answers are worth hearing. Just a young guy who so appreciates this opportunity and this game. Pete Alonzo said he didn't need coffee even though they got in late because he was so excited for the home opener at City Field. How do you not love that? I can't wait. I, I can't wait. I mean, this is... I mean, it's, it's a very exciting time. Uh, we're off to a good start, and, I mean, it's, it's going to be an amazing environment today. I, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm really happy with the way I've been playing, and, um, I mean, I'm just trying to help the team win. That, I mean, that's what it all boils down to. And, I mean, yeah, hopefully hopefully I keep it going. And You just seem so comfortable with every at-bat. I mean, it, it, does one hit lead to just kind of build that confidence a little bit? Is that how it has felt for you? Yeah, um, I mean, getting that first one out of the way, getting the monkey off my back, that definitely helped. But, um, I mean, I guess the main thing is uh, the biggest advice from kind of the veterans around the clubhouse is like, look, you made it here, you're here, and have confidence in yourself because you you got here for a reason and just keep doing what you've been doing uh, because it's clear you've shown that you're good enough to be here. So that's with that comes success and don't change who you are as a player and, and keep your same mindset do do what got you here basically have you found yourself stepping back for a minute and being like i can't believe this is how it's gone so far every every day every minute i'm here i, I still can't believe i'm here this is like I mean, i've said this before it's it's just a, to me it's a dream i i, I could be happier and I, every day that i'm here i just want to do whatever i can to help help the team so this is it's been a wonderful experience, and I, I'm, I'm extremely, extremely blessed. God. I honestly walked away from Pete Alonzo's locker thinking, I hope this kid never changes. He seems so genuine. He seems so enthusiastic, and he seems so just flat-out good at hitting a baseball. I mean, it's obvious. The Mets had no choice but to make him a part of the opening day roster. And credit to the Mets for doing so, when knowing they could have sent him to the minors and saved a little bit of money, I think in the long term, what they earn in goodwill from not only fans who appreciate that they've dedicated themselves to winning by keeping the best bat in spring training in the lineup from opening day, but also the other players on that team, that sends a message, hey, we're going for it this year. We are going to win. And that's why I don't think this home opener is going to sit with this team into the weekend and much further. I think the Mets are going to move past it because I think there is just a different mentality on this Mets team this year. They don't have Jacob deGrom's contract situation to worry about. Noah Syndergaard seems to be in a good place, pitched much better the second time around, said he was able to grip his slider better, and that was what really troubled him in the first game in Washington, D.C. That was better. And if you could get Syndergaard to continue to trend upward and be a better pitcher, the Mets are going to be in good shape. And you've got a kid like Ahmed Rosario, who, by the way, Robbie Cano has had a major influence on so far in just their few months together. 
Well, if Rosario continues to develop, to develop as a hitter, which Mickey Calloway suggested, he thinks that's going to happen. I mean, there's a lot of ifs here, I understand, but the Mets are trending in the right direction. And so I think we're going to look back and see the home opener as a blip on the radar. I think this team's going to be fun to watch. And so there is your silver lining as we leave City Field on a day that turned out to be a loss for the Mets in their home opener. But big picture. Let's hope for big things from the Amazons. I'm John Chandler, and this is the Sports Final Podcast. <laughs>